0: Retro Wars where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hello my name is Daniel Carroll and this is episode 80 and we are talking Kirby Superstar for the Super Nintendo. Yeah we got to 80 episodes and finally the little ball of pink whatever it is. I don't know what he is. I have no idea what Kirby is. He's here. He's finally here and possibly what was his most popular game. Now I've never played this before. I had not played this. This is the beauty of this show, that I get to play games I'd never come across my desk. However, it was thrown to me by our newcomer, Eric, from the Unlockables podcast. It's taken us a while, but we got it done. This is one of the games I managed to blitz whilst I was back in England. I managed to have a really good crack at this, played it, finished it, enjoyed it. There were some low low points, but there were some funny moments as well. And yeah, it was the first Kirby game I'd had. I know of of Kirby. I've known of Kirby for a while. Obviously, the whole Smash Brothers thing's helped pushing that. Thank you very much, Sakurai. But I knew of Kirby. And I think my first experience of Kirby was seeing like an old Game Boy title. You know, just knowing, okay, that's a Kirby. But then he appeared in The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening as a bad guy. And I was like, kill it, kill it, kill it with fire, kill it. I don't care. I don't want him to suck me. And then that's that's getting clipped i used to hate kirby when i was playing smash brothers because i had one of my mates tom and he would basically stand by the edge of the cliff we all know what's happening here and he just sucked me into his mouth again that's getting clipped god damn it i don't know how i was gonna say that and then he sent he sent me like basically down spit me out and then boop 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 like, you goddamn piece of shit the only good thing I had, I had pikachu back in the day pikachu was broken in the original smash brothers so i could just dodge around him but goddamn fucking Kirby, I hate that little pink ball of fluff, although, in reality, this pink ball of whatever, I don't know, he's fluffy, is a goddamn killer, he's a goddamn psycho, just look at his background, look at the anime there was of him, he's a goddamn psycho, he fucking murders shit, and he doesn't give a shit, comes across as dead friendly, he's so tiny as well, ignore Smash Brothers, he's like less than a foot, he is a few inches big, and he's literally the scariest thing ever on this bloody goddamn universe, like Dragon Ball Z level they had compared, ridiculous, I know, it's stupid, alright, okay, I'm rambling on here, but we are going to be talking about Kirby, we are going to be talking about Kirby, but if you want to just go about maybe 20-25 minutes, it's not going to be the longest show this time, Uh, it's been a bit chaotic here, but I'm still getting a show out, that's the main thing, go about maybe 25 minutes and you'll get to the main show. But please stick around we try and make this a bit fun for you. Now we try and do games, we have news, we have your letters, we try and get through quite a lot. But first of all you need to get the plugs out, they help put the keep the light on. And whatever your support there slow down. Slow down. Wherever you're listening to this show, please support it by basically rating it. Give it a five star review. Say it's good. Say it's bad. Say I need to slow down because sometimes the words don't come up in my mouth at the correct time because I'm thinking too much and trying to get it all out at once. Whenever you see it come up on X, as now that's what we're called, please pass it on because it really helps get the show out to other people. Also, if you want to help support the show financially, you can do over on patreon.com forward slash retro to we'll get it out of my mouth in the end with one dollar each month you get access to your own show called dlc this could be top tens modern day game reviews or gaming events that's been going on as a bit of a sneak peek this is episode 53 and it's my well basically looking at the announcements that happened on evo 2023 and he was playing E-Honda as E-Honda, and it was incredible. I was like, holy shit, this guy's awesome, and he's basically playing a a game blind, and he's basically doing audio cues that you can see at the beginning of the stage, E-Honda's backing away, and he's kind of waiting for Luke to come to him, or he goes on the attack. I was like, this is just amazing that he can absolutely do that. Just astounding like never let anybody tell you you cannot do something and that was episode 53 of dlc looking at what happened at evo now next week for episode 54 i've got no idea i've got i have some ideas written in a book for moments i'm like shit i need Something needs to come out of my ass, so I will try and think of something. I'll try and look at the book which I think I left at the office. God damn it! But I will try and think of what we're going to do and come up with an idea for you all. Now to also let you know that five percent of all our Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, which help provide games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. So far we've raised over four dollars, which I know isn't much, but one day I want to get to the stage we can start donating games and consoles, which would be absolutely fantastic. If you do have any old games you just want to get rid of and you're thinking of selling. Of you know, the cheap ones, please just look. Go to the website, which is in the link in the description of this video, and you can just donate the games directly. Now, what else you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own little Discord where we just say the most stupid and horrendous stuff. You get the chance to message me one on one, and you could take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comments on our game of the week. And I'll probably butcher your names. All right, that is the plug out of the way. Let's get to our first section, which is our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. 60 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much, from Patreon, ask me whatever you want. And we've got two questions this week. Captain N says, Danny, when it comes to the console generations, what generation do you think made the biggest leap in graphics and or power, Which may, and which made the smallest leap? Ooh. That's an interesting question. Um. The biggest leap? Ooh. See, it's easy to go, like, the Super Nintendo to the PlayStation, isn't it? It's easy to go, you know, Super Nintendo, Mega Drive to PlayStation N64. That's an easy one to go to. But I'm not going there. I'm going to say, for me, it was the PS2 to the PS3 for the biggest, that generation. And the reason why is that I remember the first time I, I saw Assassin's Creed for the PS3. Now, I know we can look back at it now and you can go, well, it's not that look, good looking again. But seeing Assassin's Creed and how it played, how uh, the character was moving, it blew my mind. I was like, he can go and climb anything. This is the world he lives in. Like, this is un- this is unreal. Like, it absolutely bl- blew me away. And I kept thinking about all the other games I could play. Like, I was thinking of Final Fantasy, what's that going to be like? Oh no, we know it was lightning lightning. And it wasn't that good. But it was like, Resident Evil, what's that going to be like? You know, what are these games going to look like when they get to the PS4 or the PS3? What's the generation going to be? And when you think about the, the, not just graphics, but just the power, we had the ability to play online. I was playing against people online, which I'd never done before. That's massive. Because that was like essentially the end of the I'm going around to mates to play video games. As soon as we started getting accounts to go online, that was it. We became home gamers. We stopped going around to mates' houses. You look back and it's true. Yes, I know the PS2 could go online. I know it could, but it was very limited who'd actually be able to do that. I didn't. I didn't have the ability to do that. Some people, and if you do, well done to you. I didn't. All right. You enjoy that. But the PS3 and the Xbox 360, no, yes, Xbox 360, that's the thing of the Xboxes, that made it, that was the thing, it was common. Again, I know Xbox could do it, don't all hate me, I know it could, but again, not everyone had that ability. But the Xbox 360 and the PS3, it just kind of took things to a whole new level, in my opinion. Yes, the Wii was also in that, but the Wii, look at that, that didn't necessarily have the biggest leap in graphics, But it definitely had the biggest leap in, like, accessibility. That thing was a ridiculous hit as soon as it hit the ground. That wasn't even down to power. That was just because the way it basically, you know, allowed other people to do different things. The old people playing it, just ridiculous, breaking TVs left, right, center. It was a whole new way to think about how gaming could be and how it could look. That was definitely that generation. Like, I look look forward... I look at all the kids now who play... They mostly play at home. When do you ever go around to a mate's house to play video games? You just don't. And that was down to that generation of gaming. That killed it all. As soon as we can go online, it dead. Split screen, what the fuck's that? Don't care. As for the smallest leap. Ooh. The smallest leap. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say the Master System. Master System NES to the Super Nintendo. Uh, yes, I know there was a big stage, but I can't think of where the the leaps went, ridiculous leaps and bounds. People are going to call me and say, no, it's ridiculous, you don't know what you're on about. But for me, in my gaming opinion, that would be pretty much... Again, I'm looking like thinking about Sonic games and how it looked on the Master System to how it looked on the Mega Drive. And the fact that they could have ports. You know, remember those days we had ports... So, like, Streets of Rage had a Mega Drive port. Then it had a Master System port. Tournament Fighters for the Turtles. It had a SNES port. It had a Mega Drive port. Then it had a Master... no, it had a NES port. Didn't have a Game Boy port. That was what it was missing. Should have a fucking Game Boy. Could we make the four? But that's the only one I can think of because they had the ability to do that at that stage. Like it wasn't like we had... Uh, an N64 version and an SNES version. There wasn't a PS2 and a PS1 version. Although we did, for some games, get a PS3 and a PS2. Remember that? We did get that, didn't we? I'm like definitely for like football games. I'm sure we got that. Pretty much FIFA tried to do that. I was like, no, 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 stop, stop it, stop it. Now it just looks shit. Oh, it just looks shit. But that's that's me again. So Other people could come and go. That's completely wrong. But other people could go, yeah. You're right on that one. Let me know what you think. Let me know whether I'm chatting crap all that one. I'm actually intrigued. But that's a good question. Thank you, Captain N. Chris Copleen says Chuck Smutty Satin Dud. Stop using the Satin. What's the best controller for fighting games you've ever used? Arcade sticks are not allowed. Also, if you don't say the Satin controller, it's only because you haven't used it and you should. Um, no, I've not used the Satin controller. never will. That, that thing could be, I'll use that as like some form of boomerang to try and attack local people. Die! Just hit him with a satin controller. Arcade sticks not allowed. Uh, That's fine because I don't use arcade sticks. I'm not a stick guy. I am a controller guy. Always have been. As for the best controller, I'd probably say the most I got time was the PS3 controller. For some reason, I'm playing Street Fighter 6 with the controller at the moment, the DualSense, and it kind of digs in a little bit. I just found it digs into my thumbs a little bit than I actually like. But the, the PS3 controller, when I had that, oh, again, I, I literally bore a hole in the amount of time I played Street Fire Four. Oh, my God, that thing got absolutely annihilated. The, PS5, the PS4 controller wasn't too bad. I could play a bit of Tekken on that, but yeah, for me, my fighting game glory days were the PS3 controller, definitely. As for the Saturn controller, shut up. Oh, shush. You know what you did. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ugh, poor you. Right, that is our questions. Thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate it. As I said, if you want to write in absolutely anything, even Saturn stuff and I have to try and answer it, go over to patreon.com, patreon.com for slash treasure wars, and that's it for $1 per month, and you can have some fun. All right, let's get into the news section, which we call Patch 80.0. <laughs> Now, patch 80.0 is our news section where I look what's been going on in the world of gaming and basically take little bits I like and just basically give my thoughts and opinions. Now, first up, there's going to be some Pokemon news. Yes, because I love my Pokemon. The first one is that currently going on at the moment. I think it finishes up... It'll be finishing up in a few hours. Is the World Championships for the VGC, which is Video Game Championships. The Cards, which is TGC. I think... What are the other ones The Game their version of League of Legends, and also Pokemon Go. There's a lot going on. However, the big controversy that's been going on in the video game tournaments is that a lot of players who have actually made it to the world have been disqualified because their team have been considered illegal. Now, I've talked about this early on in the show. It's called what's called Jenning, where basically people are making their own teams on a computer and then using them in the game. They don't have any advantage. There is no advantage from breeding one, to actually using this is so basically you can get the perfected stats you want rather than breeding through it in the game it gives you no advantage for whether you bred one or that you've actually genned one the only difference is it's just quicker a lot quicker and there's that debate's now started again should you have to breed or should you be genning be allowed i used to be breed only i'm now with jennings okay that that's my opinion again i've Maybe I'm using other life, and I got railed when I said about this. You know, I don't have much time to practice with what's going on for Street Fire Six. I got railed online for that. I was like, "Holy shit! All right, calm down." But this is the same sort of thing. People probably have a go at me for this opinion. That's mine. Now, what's happened is that some play people have gone knowing that they have gen Pokemon. Some people would have... A friend would have made it for them not knowing that it's been Gen And they get there and the people at uh, the Pokemon company are basically checking it. And they go, eh that's been general You're disqualified. And wow. The only thing I say to that is that there should have been a real big heads up to say they've got a new system... And if you've genned any Pokemon, that's it. Even if the stats are correct and there's no differences, you're gone. Because the only reason why I say that is because people would have paid a lot of money for flights, for hotels. And that's a lot, a lot. So, again, people go at me and say, well, they should have done it in the first place. Yes, true. But normally, you can use gen Pokemon online. You can use them. It's fine. The, the game doesn't kick you off. So it's like, well, if the game's not kicking me off, then it's tournament legal. It's only when it's been found out afterwards then you've been fucked over. So I think something needs to be looked at there and maybe there needs to be a new system put in place. That's that's just my opinion. Other people may think differently, but, you know, come at me. Okay, right. So I just have to lean over. So other Pokemon news that's been going on. There was a Pokemon... Uh, they had a Pokemon Presents... And I watched it at 11 o'clock at night. Went on for 35 minutes. (whistles) Nothing big, nothing major. All people want are these games to go on the Nintendo Switch Online. Of the original games, we just want to play those. Didn't get them. But the bits of animation, bits of things, bits I did like to say of animation. One of them was a new animated series called Pokemon Path to the Peak. And it's going to be a few episodes long. I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, But apparently it's, well... It's going to be based on the card game. And it's basically a girl joins a local club and no doubt she'll become the queen of the card game. I'm all for this. I don't care what anyone says. I'm surprised it's actually has taking that long. And anyone says, oh, it's a Pokemon card game. How can you make an anime out of that? We have Yu-Gi-Oh! We have Yu-Gi-Oh! So, of course, you were going to get this at some point. It makes bloody sense, to be honest. It makes bloody sense but apart from that i'm, I'm looking for I, i'll watch it fuck it i'll watch it if the animation's good the story's good i'm all for it and the only other thing that they you know really got me excited was that Mew and mewtwo come to pokemon Scarlet and vile and they showed off the new deal so yeah so mewtwo and me are coming as um you can basically play them in the main game you a terror battle raid but they talked about the the expansions that are coming on so there's two sections there's treasure of Era Zero uh sorry it's the teal mask and the indigo disc so there they go they're coming out on september the 13th so not long month to go they basically showed off more about it who you're going to see the world you're going to see and some of the pokemon that are going to be available including a raikou which has been an absolute mess everyone has this right So raikou is like a saber-toothed tiger dog thing look really cool with yellow and black big massive tusks and now it looks like a fucking giraffe. And people are like, what the fuck have you done to my boy? You've massacred my boy. And everyone looks horrified. I'm horrified about that. Oh, actually, no, there was another bit of announcement. Two classic Pokemon games have been added to the Switch Online. Not the ones we wanted, not the main ones. But they are cool either way. They are the Pokemon card game online. That's a good game. I have played that. That is on my list of games to cover for this show. I played it recently and the second one. I did both of them. So... We do have someone for both of them. It's Jake. He's coming on because he did a video. He did a play series on his old channel. So we definitely are doing the card game. And we eventually will be doing the second one. But if you ever want to play something a bit different, it's not too bad, the Pokemon card game. Give it a go. There's no story at all. It's ridiculous. But it's stupid. And also the added Pokemon Stadium 2. I've been banging on about this for ages, with Pokemon Stadium. Add gold and silver now. Add gold, silver, crystal. Let us play those games. That'd be amazing. We could play those Jet generation against other people online. It'd be the tits. But no, they're not going to do that, are they? Fucking Nintendo. God damn fucking Nintendo. Just keep all these things from us. Give us the things we want. Give us them all. You won't do it, will you? Okay, things are coming and we do want. There is going to be a new South Park game. It's called Snow Day. It's a multiplayer game where basically they fight a um, four player co-op game and they fight through the streets on a snowy day in South Park. Now, we're waiting to see how the game's going to look. How you know what type it's it's 3D, which is really cool as well. So you see Cartman standing there and say, it's a snow day. I wonder how it's gonna be. You know, is it apparently it's gonna be real time combat system rather than what it's been with the turn based strategy system. Now, it's not being made by Ubisoft. It's being made by Question Games, so I don't know how that's going to look. It's been a while since we've had a game because it was made by Ubisoft. Seven years? Wow, okay, it's a long time. I imagine, considering the success of the, the two RPG games, there's no way that this is going to be given the let's-give-it-shit money treatment. It's going to get good money, and you imagine Trey Parker and Matt Stone are not going to want to let anything go. It, you know, they're not going to want to have it go, which is going to be shite, because if it is, it'll, people aren't going to buy it, and it will wreck the reputation that the that the series have just built. And the past two games have really been built. Really, you know They've shown that you can make good South Park games because they've been so bad for so long. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what this is going to be. And there's not much we haven't seen. We saw a little bit of the gameplay, but that was kind of like a trailer thing, so we didn't see what it's actually looking like. Some sad news. Um, now we, we knew about this had come forward. Now, if for those who don't know, the actor Lance Reddick had passed away. Uh, he passed away earlier this year, and it was really sad. Now, for those who don't know who Lance Reddick is, if you have seen or in in gaming worlds, he plays he's in Destiny two. Now I n- I've not played Dance Destiny two, but he played a character called Commander Zavala. Again, I apologize, I butchered that wrong. But he'd been in a lot of oh he's also been in Mass Effect games. Didn't realize that. But he is it him. Oh, no, no, sorry, no, wrong, wrong. That was leading us to the next point, sorry. But I'd seen Lance Reddick. He was in the John Wick series, Black Hawk Down. He was in that as well. And it was really a bit of a, I was gutted when he died. um You know, it was a bit of a shock. I don't think people were expecting it. And his voice is now going to be taken over by Keith David. Now, Keith David, if you know, is a voice acting god. He has done so much. He is basically the his, my favourite role. He's Spawn. He is Spawn, and I'm so happy he's going to be taking over uh, in the Destiny 2 role that Lance left. Also, if you don't know okay, Keith David, something more common, more relatable. Um, he plays the president in Rick and Morty, and again, he's absolutely incredible at that. Keith David just has such a good voice. So I, I'm glad that you know the role's going to be taken over by such a good actor. I hope he gives it justice. I'm sure he will. And I'm sure... Well, I hope Destiny 2 fans are happy with that. I I, I can't comment because I don't know what the character was like and whether Keith is going to fit that. But I'd like to think that they've not, you know, taken this lightly for doing so. Okay, the last thing we'll talk about the news. Turtles-wise. It is Turtles-based. It's not the news that's going on with Capcom and Street Fighter. I talked about that in DLC. It is The Last Ronin. Now, I'd mentioned this a while ago and got very excited this was even happening. Now, it's basically there's an upcoming game that's going to be happening for The Last Ronin. Now, if you don't know what The Last Ronin is, it was a series of books, which is still now ongoing, about, set in the future, three of the Turtles have died, only one survives, and that Turtle is looking for revenge. I'm not telling you who it is, because I really think you should read the series. You can read it online, you can go buy it if you wish. Very, very good Turtle series. One of the best Turtle comics in a long time. Now, it is the first teaser has now come out and you basically just see these four candles and the the mask like a black mask is flowing across and these four candles and every time it's it goes to like a new scenario behind the candle it it's basically how the turtle died and then it puffs out leaving just one remaining. I'm oh, so looking forward to I want this to be good. It it's a, and what I'm happy with, it's a, it says just PS5 xbox series x and pc i was like yes great they're not making a ps4 so it's gonna be made with next gen graphics and who's making it a thq nordic yeah it's them Them. i don't know what they've done but it's gonna be a very you know it's gonna be a very grisly. and i think it's gonna be set like god of war Ooh, i just don't want it to be a piss piss poor job i re- i'm not saying i want it god of war level i know that's a lot of money they're gonna be pumping. Publishing, publishing. But it depends how much money Nickelodeon... That's where it is! That's where... Right, okay, I bitch and moan on the DLC about how Capcom are basically stinging everybody for costumes. That's where the money's going. The money's going to pay for this game. Shit! Nickelodeon are smart. Smart bastards. The foot, fu- They haven't got the money. It's like, fuck, we'll just take off the fans and this will funnel the project. So this could be the best game ever. Buy the DLC! Everybody, buy Capcom's DLC! That's all we need. If you want this game to be a good match, if that was the case, how funny would that be? Oh, how funny would that be? But yeah, I just hope it's a really good game. I'll get this day one. If it's if it plays really well, I'm so excited. I'm nervous as well. I don't think I've been this nervous to see a gameplay trailer for a long time because I want this to be good. I want I want my Turtles games. I love my... Like, Shredder's Revenge was incredible. I want this to be the Turtles game as an adult I want. I'm so weird, aren't I? Right. That is everything into the news. Let's move it into our free section, which we call Stick It Upy Jinjo. So Stick It Ginger is a free section where I let you guys rant and rave or give me your successes. Unfortunately, I didn't actually put out the memo. Uh, It's been too busy here at the moment, and I've been so stuck on my own arse, so I didn't put out the memo. However, I do have my own achievements, and I have announced it on Twitter. I have announced it to the Patreon, discussed it with them the other day. For those who don't know, I got accepted to go to PAX, Australia PAX, as a member of the media. Which is fucking unreal. I applied. Apparently, my mate Sean, who does know people at PAX, said it was very hard to get a pass. I somehow got one. So I will be going to PAX Australia in Melbourne on the 6th to 8th of October. It's unbelievable. And I will be officially a member of the media, which is so incredible. So I'll be, you know, I've just been reading Bethesda are going to be there. Nintendo are going to be there. So I'm going to be able to actually speak to people, I'm going to be out, well, of course I can speak to people, you know what I mean, I get to go interview people, and I'm going to be, and I was, it dawned on me the other day, I was like, holy shit, I get to like the media, pre- there's a media room, there's a media press conference, like, you know, like a, what, probably what you can do and what you can't do, but I'm going to be sitting there with some of the biggest, biggest people in gaming in Australia, like biggest media outlets, like, like ING, Kotaku, uh, you know what I mean, VGC Australia, I'm going to be sitting with some of these people, press start, and then this kid, me, sat there going, hello, what the hell, that's just, just mental, I I can't, I'm over the moon, so I'm going to do, there will be an episode, a post, post um, PAX episode, where I'll be just talking about PAX, so there'll be no game that week, it'll just be me ranting about how good PAX was, because it looks amazing, So we are, um, the wife's coming. She's not coming to the event. She has no interest in packs, no interest. And I'm quite glad about that because whilst the wife wouldn't find it interesting, hiccups is she's too young for it. And I'm working. I'm literally, I won't be going to have a laugh. I won't be going to play all the games and go, this is, I'll be trying to work. I'll be putting myself out there, trying to interview as many people as I can, making links. I want to grow the podcast. I want to push it out there. So this is the best opportunity I'm ever going to have. I'm getting t-shirts made. T-shirts are being talked about now. We've got two designs we're getting potentially done. And hopefully will be pretty good. We'll wait and see if they're going to be made. But I, I think if I don't go with t-shirts, I'm an idiot. I think I've got to have something to make people laugh. But yes, we are going to PAX. And I am so excited. And I wanted to cry. I honestly wanted to cry when I read the email at like 11 o'clock one night. And I think I messaged you lot pretty quickly once on the Patreon once I got it. Because I was that nervous about it. So yeah, I'm not saying I'm big time, not at all, because I'm still. We all know I'm very tiny. But to be able to be do to go there is just a huge, huge honor. And if packs. If you are listening to this, then thank you so much. You don't even realize how much it means for the little guy. Although I'm six foot three, six foot four, and I'm huge. It doesn't mean, and I meant it by belly. I for me to actually go is incredible. So thank you, thank you so much. It really is great. All right, enough of me just going on and blunt toot my own horn let's get into our final section which we call survive or die
1: hey listen
0: Survive or Die is our final game for Patreon members and where each week we look at either two games, characters, franchises, anything really and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey G. Morgan who is standing over them dressed in the Earthworm gym suit with Shao Kahn's hammer and I basically want to know from you guys which one of these characters should get their brain smashed and which one of them should live to fight another day. I can have my mind swayed, it's happened before. And this week, we're talking about Kirby, who is a pink ball of... I don't know what the fuck Kirby is, but decided to also go against another pink ball of fluff, that being Jigglypuff, one of the only characters I can do an impression of.
1: Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff.
0: I could probably do Kirby's. Ah, ah, Is that a good Kirby one? I don't know. Don't know why I can do those impressions. The only one I could also do is Gollum. Tatis? What taters? What are taters? Call them like some Rory does. Don't know why I can do this sort of stuff. It's just a weird talent. Oh, also the Churchill dog. Oh, yes. From Churchill Insurance. But you yanks might not get that. You English people will probably get that. It's a weird one. I don't know how I have these skills. It didn't help me garnish your wife. I'm just a weirdo. All right. I am ranting and raving. Let's go on. So we are talking Kirby versus Jigglypuff. Let's see what you guys had to say. Captain N says, Two pink, round, non-gendered creatures from the ninth circle of hell combat each other. They really are. Kirby, icon as he is, has one power, and that is to suck off its opponents, oh, for God's sake, and spit out what he's ingested. I'm not objecting that, because that's probably true. Jigglypuff, wait, what is Jigglypuff? Some Pokemon's fans idea of a sex doll. Yeah, probably. Well, that's just wrong, and I cannot stand for this. Jigglypuff is deleted from history and the Pokedex, and Kirby will suck it off to make that happen. And I can't object to that. Because that's true, you bastards. I just really should have thought about this, shouldn't I? You bastards gonna have a field day, and there's a. I know someone's wrote in, and I know who it's gonna be, and it's gonna be horrendous, and I'm terrified, terrified of what it's gonna say. It's not this one. Raging Demon says, thanks, not Raging Demon. Yeah, I've all, I've just seen it, I've just seen the comments, I've just seen the next comment, I've seen the first line. Oh my god. My god. Right, let's just do raging demons and get out of the way, shall we? Um, Jigglypuff, I've, I do you know what? I've now you know when you have like someone holds the, the bridge of the nose going, ah, I've done that so hard. I now I've blurred my own vision and I can't see. This is not my Sunday evening, it's really not. So Jigglypuff sings and Kirby is asleep, so he draws on Kirby with a text of death or Jerry's sma- What? jigglypuff sings and kirby is asleep okay 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 jigglypuff sings and kirby is then asleep use your grammar and then he draws on kirby with a texture of death okay there we go yeah he draws on people doesn't he or jeffrey smashes kirby's head in with the shower khan hammer whilst he sleeps or they're all asleep and no one dies i don't know what oh no you have to give me an answer you just confuse me rage don't do use sent use commas Use commas, commas. There's, there's no commas in that sentence. I need, I need commas. There's one full stop in the whole sentence. I need a fucking comma. God damn it. English is important. And I will not stand for bad English. Because I'm an idiot. And I will read exactly as it says on the teleprompter. God damn it. Right. I'm sorry, this is getting objected everywhere. I can already see it. Oh. so oh, fucking hell Chris Coplean says so you have the master of bl- up against the Pokemon whose main attack is to root Objection! its opponents one thing in common is that they're both a little th- they're both a little thick cute and pink link the fi- link the finer things in life you meant like the finer things in life didn't you Ah. Yeah. well I like Objection! jokes so any character that can be associated with those I'll let lived and big rude root- this is a serious matter. So Jigglypuff the Creeper can have Mr. Jeffrey G. Morgan can pound the pink with the raging shower Danny fist up the arsehole. Hammer, you're allowed that until they go to sleep permanently. Why do I do this? I do this to myself. I keep saying to people, if I just get seven comments, seven comments per week, then I don't have to use them anymore. I don't have to use this bastard anymore. <laughs> doesn't have to come on, he's going to go, well, fine, fuck you, I'm not going to write at all, I'll be like, no, come back to me, come back to me, please, <sighs> who, who, who's he, I, I just lost it, so you basically, Jigglypuff is going, and Kirby can stay, all right, who am I going to go with, I am going to keep Kirby, I am going to keep, Jigglypuff can die, and I think because if there's a serious thing. If Kirby died, Sakurai would probably cry, and would then not want any involvement in any future Smash Brothers games. Although I know he's not making the next one. And but if if I think if Kirby basically died, he'd go no, that's it, no more, no more. You can't do Smash Bros anymore, no more. That's it. He'll take his ball and go home. That'll be the end of it. And Jigglypuff has only got this whole texture thing drawn on people because of the anime. Otherwise, Jigglypuff is a terrible Pokemon. It's got a new version of it in the new games. That's a kick-ass Pokemon. This is a terrible Pokemon. Clefable's better. And that's Wigglytuff. Wigglytuff is a terrible evolution. Ugh. Ugh. Screw you, Jigglypuff. Yeah, you're getting your head smashed in, so I'm going with the majority. I definitely am with the majority for this one. But thank you, guys. (laughs) I really do appreciate it, as always. It's good fun. Alright, what have I been up to? Um, Again, it's... I'm hoping after this week it's going to calm down. It's been mental because like work's been busy. I've done a lot of long hours. I've got another long hour tonight. Oh, sorry, tomorrow. And mother-in-law and sister-in-law are here, so we're basically in full touristy mode at the moment. So we're taking everyone there, there, everywhere. And then on Tuesday, I actually, should say this Tuesday. What have I got coming up? It's my citizenship. I am getting my citizenship as an Australian. And The funny thing is, I'm getting my citizenship award. Both me and um, the Queen are getting our citizenship awards. And then on Wednesday, in the Women's Soccer World Cup, I say soccer for everyone else, it's England versus Australia. The Matildas versus the Lionesses. And everyone's like, well, that's quite a time. Well, I'm going with the Lionesses. I'm still England. I'm in England until I die. Uh, England. Everyone who's from England knows that chance. Straight by. I I am England. Am I going to the pub to watch it? Probably not. I'll probably be, I've got some other gaming stuff I need to do. But I'll probably go to a mate at some point, watch a little bit of it. But yeah, I'll be going for the Lionesses. So I think the final is next Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see how that's going to happen. But yeah, the United States that went out and I laughed. Ha! Ha! I'm so happy the Americans went out. I just don't like the American team at the moment. It's not America, just the team. All right. What have I been playing? um, I finished a bit of Sonic & Knuckles because I've got to cover that for the show. Sonic 3 has did a little bit of that. But it's mainly... It's mainly been Fire Emblem Genealogy Award. I want to get out of the way... If I can by the end of this week, because I've got to start having to play Mega Man 64. I need to, Mega Man 64, I've got a Zone Enders to catch up on. So I need to do them. Pretty toot sweet. And I've got a film to watch. You'll learn more about that soon. Yeah, but I've got to I've got to start I will have to put genealogy down at some point because I've got to play Zone of Enders, which is a PS2 game, and I've got to play Mega Man 64 for my sins. Unfortunately, that's not my fault, that's one of my other guests. Bastard. Right. That is it. I have been going on long enough. Let's let's get some of your thoughts on um, Kirby Superstar before we go into it. So Captain N says Kirby comes hot off his NES debut with eight games in one. I couldn't agree more. Yes, eight games in one, which was a unique selling point, but it actually works. Chris Coplin says I've tried really hard to like this game, but I just can't. It seems it, it seems so directionless and unfocused, and the games themselves are, are terribly thin. Never could understand such a broad appeal. Yeah, look. There are some that don't hit the mark. There's one that does hit the mark for me, really does hit the mark. But I hope I hope we get to explain it. I hope we, we give our good opinion, me and Eric. I hope we give something that you're all going to enjoy and have a laugh with. I definitely had a laugh with some of these and make some good points. And Eric is a big lover. He really enjoys Kirby Superstar. I think if I gave this score a bad mark, he'd come out and kill me. He'd come find me. He'd be at my ceremony at that, that basically citizenship ceremony with a gun. Like basically, I you know, like John Wilkes Boots, he'll be there getting me. He really will. I don't encourage that behavior. I'll make that very clear. Because you know what? Someone's going, ah, well, that's one of those things. All right. We have been talking long enough. Let us get into the game itself. I'm going to put some music on. And when I come back, me and Eric from the Unlockables podcast are going to be talking about Kirby Superstar, which came out on the Super Nintendo in Europe on January 1997. Fuck me, I'm old. Making his debut to the show is Eric from the Unlockables podcast. How are you, Danny? I am
1: doing good, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. This one's been uh, quite a long time in the making, but we were finally able to make it happen, and very, very excited to be here to talk about some Kirby
0: with you. Yes, we're talking Kirby superstar, and yeah, it has been a while, and it's not a problem. It's fine. Um, yeah, <laughs> we. Oh God, when did I? I. I think I played this in November. I think it's a long. It's been. It's been a long time since I actually completed this. I think. Um,
1: I think we were t- originally talking last November about trying to, to do this episode specifically, and then, yeah, life just kind of happened. But uh, yeah, I. The last time I played it too, I think was like November, or December. So,
0: I, I got the email September, September oh of god. last year. <laughs> oh
1: my god! It's June already. What is happening? <laughs>
0: What is happening? Oh, my God. See, that's why you keep notes, people, because otherwise <laughs> you just forget everything. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, now, I had never... Pl- I'm going to s- confess, you were very excited for this. You came to me and said, I want to do this game. I'd never, ever played any Kirby games before this one. Not one. Not one.
1: Not one, eh? So... Interesting. I think this is a good one for you to start on. Um yeah, I was excited to to play this one specifically because this uh first of all was the first Kirby game I ever played and second of all is one of my earliest memories playing video games overall and I just I have such a soft spot in my heart for this game because uh growing up I spent a lot of time with my cousin and he was basically like my my first best friend and uh we played yeah. Kirby Superstar together every single time that we slept over at each other's houses so the wee hours in the morning. Oh really? Yeah, it was something that we just played the heck out of and I, I'm sure we'll get into how it's eight different games all this stuff but um, it, it just it never wore out its welcome for us so for that reason it, it's a game that I always remember very fondly and I, I'm a bit more of a fan of the Kirby series I've played a decent amount of them on and off over the years and I think you know just spoiling some end thoughts um, to me this is one of the peak Kirby experiences if you're gonna look for a spot to play Kirby or, or jump into the series I think this is a really really great one
0: yeah it is one of those like i said i'd never played a kirby game i know he's been around since the game boy and but this is probably if you want to get how this little pink ball of death works <laughs> this is definitely the game to get you going Said, so yeah it's eight eight games in one which is mental absolutely it's like what how how does that work and there's they're not all full games essentially there's like some are smaller than others but you know there's there's different ones um, And it makes it a bit different, which is like a kind of, it's not the same type of game going through. There's different rules that go through, you know, each game have their own different what, things you can do. And I was like, okay, we we can get behind this. Some are story linked, whereas some of just little mini games, that's probably the best way of doing it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and uh, there's actually a really good reason for why that was. Um, The series creator Masahiro Sakurai actually has he has a YouTube channel now where he talks about the games he created, and one of them was Kirby Superstar. And he talks he mentions that this is quote unquote what they call omnibus format, where it's multiple games packaged into a single game. And his intention behind doing that was uh, that was a response to what he thought uh, at his current time in 1996 that games are getting a bit too long and they tended to overstay their welcome and they kind of did the same thing over and over so they wanted to make this Kirby game broken up into different games like this specifically to kind of combat that he wanted like shorter experiences that varied over a length of time and so I just think that was a really interesting approach and when you understand that that's the way it was made intentionally you can kind of see yeah they really kind of hit the nail on the head with what they were trying to do with it it starts off uh, relatively simple you play spring breeze which is the first game and that's a mm. uh, that's a kind of a remake of the original kirby's Dreamline for the game boy with you know the new copy yeah. abilities and stuff and it's really quite simple and then from there the difficulty kind of scales up and they give you more varied experiences so each different game you're playing is kind of like a mini game in and of itself but you're getting vastly different experiences as you go through and kind of play all of them
0: yeah, the like yeah, the Spring Breeze is like literally just like a remake of the Game Boy game. And yeah, because he didn't have the copy ability back in the day. So you get through that one and then the kind of the story goes through. So then you've got different ones like Dyn- dyna Blade, Revenge of Meta Knight and I've watched some of these were quite cool, and then it builds up to Milky Way Wishes. That's, like, the final story. Mm-hmm. But, like, like go through some of these stories. Like, Spring Breeze, great way to get you going. Get, if you know I played a Kirby game, it's like, okay, this is a nice little introduction. And you are right, because it does... The difficulty does ramp up um, later later on. You've got the Dynabide, dynablade fight, which is basically you fighting... You've got to fight this big bird and s- steal the babies. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's... <laughs> Well, Sakurai, honestly, with the, with the plot of some of these things, I'm like, what is Sakurai smoking? He's like, just mental. I was like, okay, you do you, Sakurai. I did like Revenge of Meta Knight. I thought that was a really, really cool little one. Yeah. And the, the pretence is basically Kirby gets on the ship, and he's just basically ripping this ship apart. And it goes to the crew, and the crew are like, where the where the fuck is he? Just fuck, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> Shit. And you can see them panicking as this goes on. And Meta Knight the whole time is like, don't worry everyone, I will sort it. And this crew are like, fuck, where is <laughs> right. he? Where's the dickhead? I was like, and I really like that approach. I was like, that, that's quite good fun. I like that one, that was good.
1: Yeah, they, and they really do, I mean... We always see Kirby is portrayed as this like cute little pink ball of fun, right? He's so cute, he's so adorable, he sleeps, he eats, he's oh, he's so funny that Kirby. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head with with Blade. he goes and beats up this bird mom who's basically just trying to raise her kids. That's all she's yeah. trying to do, is just be a good mom. And then yeah, when you switch over to Meta Knight's Revenge and you see just how freaked out everybody on that ship is except Meta Knight. Kirby really is one of the most terrifying things in that universe. It's just a tiny little pink ball with a giant mouth that just sucks everyone. Like, that would be horrifying. That would be horrifying. Oh. Kudos to Meta Knight for keeping his cool under that pressure, because that would just be one of the most terrifying things you could possibly ever experience.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, yeah, Kirby is a terrifying bastard. And, the, right, the, someone made a Smash Brothers, um patch, and I... I Try and look at it up, it's and it's an ultimate patch. And they put everybody's realistic size, right? Right. And so Kirby, you, you play him in the game. He was about t- three foot or something. Very short. But when you, that's not his actual height. He's much taller. He is, no, he's much shorter. Oh no, <laughs> Kirby. Let's get his height. His height. He is tiny. Eight inches tall. Eight inches. Yeah, that, Kirby is eight inches.
1: That's even more terrifying. than I, I always thought to him, like, maybe, like, at least coming up to, like, my knees or something, you know, just being kind of like a short but no. <laughs> Just having this tiny little eight-inch ball, just being able to swallow you whole is, oh, my God.
0: I Yeah, I'm gonna have he, is, <laughs> he is two inches bigger than the average male penis. That is how big Kirby is. And he can basically, that stomach can basically annihilate life. It will <laughs> swallow everything and to put it in context there was a death battle video where they said he would beat margin boo i was like what (laughs) the fuck this he could beat margin because he can basically once he goes in your stomach he's a killer
1: yeah
0: and i don't care what anyone says kirby is a flat down killer there's anime of him he is a flat down killer he is not a good guy
1: It's because everyone in all the later games they're portrayed to be like so friendly towards him, right? It's like, oh, Kirby's our friend. It's like, no, they're only friendly with Kirby so they don't end up on the wrong side of him and and, and wind up in his eternal stomach. It's a friendship of yeah. fear, not of actually wanting to be friends because they know there's essentially a nuclear bomb living down the street from them that can just annihilate their entire world he's He's not even a nuclear
0: bomb he's like a he's like a planet ender. <laughs> he's literally that level i think that they did this this maths he had the, and he's so strong they had they had this giant saucepan because of course he did and he threw it to the freaking moon and they did the stats of like how fast he got it there and it's like he is god level tier It's like oh my god this is he would beat i can't think of anyone in the smash brothers universe who could actually physically beat him I I couldn't either.
1: And and that makes a lot of sense too, because in the the most recent Smash Bros. they had that world of light where whatever that Eldritch horrifying light god was that ended the entire world and Kirby was the only one to survive that. Because of course he would, because nobody can defeat Kirby even when you nuke the entire universe. No. Of course he's yeah. gonna be the one to survive and initially start uh rescuing everybody, not just that he's, you know, Sakurai's baby, but because he's <laughs> truly the most terrifying creature to ever yeah. exist. <laughs>
0: The, the only person in that roster who could beat him is possibly Sonic. I don't get, oh, Sonic is the only one who could possibly beat him but because best. of his speed, and then he can go Super Sonic, and Super Sonic's the speed of light, so, yeah, get stuffed. I think he's the only one who has a chance.
1: Oh, probably, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I can't think of anybody in that roster that would, just, certainly not Mario, certainly not any of the other regular Nintendo characters,
0: definitely not. <laughs> oh, he's, so that, let's, let's get this in there. He's not a nice guy. He's no. a shit. <laughs> he's um, <awful. laughs> He's an awful person, and then there is actually a thing called the talk about food, the gourmet race. Mm-hmm. It's like you basically gotta run and collect, having a race and collect food against Dididi. King Dididi. Dididi. Is it King Dididi? It is a King Dididi, isn't it? I'm honestly King... not sure. <laughs> I've heard it
1: said multiple ways.
0: I just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, King Dididi, Right here we go. You know, considering. Um, He's meant to be huge, right? Yes. He's meant to be huge in Smash Brothers. King Dedede is 95 minimum. He's tiny as well.
1: It's just, everyone in this world is miniature. I, honestly, I, that was not one thing I was expecting to learn today when I came into this episode. Now I'm going to have to reevaluate my entire thinking of the entire Kirby universe because everyone appears to just be a tiny midget.
0: <laughs> yeah, King Dedede is one, one and a half foot
1: That makes sense if you scale Kirby down to eight inches, I suppose.
0: Exactly. (laughs) That's what makes sense. But then you see him in Smash Bros. He's freaking huge. I was like, this is funny. This is hilarious. Honestly, watch. You have to find this patch. It's so good. It's so funny. But yeah, King Dedede. You have to race against him in three stages. Mm -hmm. And you've got to do that. You've got to play most of these games to get the final thing. You've got to do uh, Megaton Punch, which essentially is destroying the planet with a punch. (laughs) So there we go. (laughs) He can do it with a punch. It's just supposed to
1: be a simple competition of, of who can break these concrete blocks. And Kirby just decides to like split the whole planet in half. No yeah. big deal.
0: I love how they, <laughs> Yeah, no big deal. They have a big competition. It's like all the crowd are watching. I was like, well, you've just killed everyone in the audience. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, Kirby. Everyone is dead. <laughs> everyone is dead. No one can celebrate this. It'd be literally him in this vacuum of space going, oh. It's like, right, well then, Kirby.
1: Right, because that, I'd say i he could probably survive in a vacuum too. So yeah, the vacuum of space won't stop him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Um, you've got to do the one I didn't like. The one of the ones I didn't like was the Great Cave Offensive. I didn't like that one.
1: Interesting. What, what was it about that? You didn't like that one?
0: Well, it was like Metroidvania. So you have to find sixty items, right. don't you? I think I just got bored. I was like, I'm just. It was kind of felt Metroidvania esque, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't have the same fun as I did with the other ones, because I felt there's no story here. It's just me basically going around a map, trying to find 60 items. I know there's more than that. Right. There's way more. But I was just like, oh, I don't know why. I was just a bit bored of that one. I think... You probably have better history than me. Well, I think the
1: consensus too, I've never thought very highly of Great Cave Offensive either, just because... And I I appreciate what they do with it, because up, up until that one, they're giving you kind of like these shorter, like Kirby little experiences that you can get through in about like 30 minutes excuse me and uh you know i think i play um spring breeze dynablade uh Meta Knight's revenge and then you would play great cave offensive because i think the order that they unlock but um yeah it is yeah that one is i, I appreciate what they try to do with it because it's you know a, a fresh it's basically like one giant level that you just go around and try like you said try and collect these treasures but yeah, yeah. there's there's something about it that just kind of overstays its welcome and even to complete yeah. and get even to complete and get all the treasures there are sometimes where you have to like have a certain power up to get the the treasure and the power up will be found like across the world like on the other side of the stage and you have to bring that power up like all the way back and remember where the treasure is and then just to get that treasure so uh there are sometimes i feel like it just kind of like stays a little little bit too long um. Although the treasures do have a lot of like cool callbacks to other Nintendo properties, you can find like the Triforce, you can find uh yeah, Captain, Captain Falcon's helmet. So there's a lot of like cute little cheeky references to other Nintendo properties in there. But yeah, I would say probably out of all of them, Great Cave Offensive is my my least favorite, just because I, I just I never like went out of my way to find all the treasures, and I just felt like after running around in the, the level for a certain amount of time especially when all the other Kirby games on there are like so much shorter after a certain amount yeah. of time, you're just like, ah, oh, this should, this should have ended by now. I do think it has the, the most diverse, but bo- I like all the bosses in great cave offensive. They have some really cool ones, like a old school turn-based, like eight bit RPG. one where you fight like a wizard and a dragon, that's pretty cool. But
0: other- that one was, do you know what? I'll get that will that. That boss was
1: so cool. It, it was such a nice little touch in there. You're just like, what? Like, this isn't a Kirby game. Like, oh, it was so awesome. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that boss, you know what? I'll give you that. That boss was so, so cool. Yeah, because you got to go through and you have to fight different bosses and you get to pick your items as well. Oh, no, you can have that one. That boss was freaking amazing. I, I was. It was such a cool idea. Again, you do you try different things and you see what works, but that one, right. so good. So, so good. And
1: they even reused a lot of those bosses, I think, in Milky Way Wishes too, which I think
0: that one was intended they do. to
1: be like the... Kind of like it felt it feels very much like the finale of that game if you kind of like string all these games together, like Milky Way wishes feels like it's the like the the cap off like the big the biggest grandest adventure, and kind of wraps up the whole game,
0: yeah, and the thing is like with the great cave offensive, like if you are into that sort of thing, you're gonna have a great time, yeah. I can imagine if this was your only game as a kid, you know back in those days, you'd be playing this for hours and hours and oh, yeah. hours and hours. Just doing that, so I think it it's maybe because I'm going into a mentality that I've got to get through these games as quick as possible mm. for the for the sake of the show, and maybe I just didn't have the time to really appreciate it you people will come at me and say you need to finish the whole thing and I understand <laughs> that um because but you, you said you and your cousin you would have been playing that all day all day and all night,
1: yeah, I'm sure there was a time where we found all the treasures pretty sure, but even like. If you're saying that, that it's a Metroidvania, like, even Metroidvanias back in the day, like, Super Metroid had, like, a map, and the hardest thing that I found in that was, like, trying to, like, go back and remember, like, what rooms I had to go back to because it is very labyrinthine in, in that whole kind of mm. great cave offensive, like, the cave system that you're in, so you do have to kind of remember, like, what doors attach, like, what things and where you have and haven't been before, and my memory's, like, never been the best, so... Having a game that's supposed to be like a Metroidvania, even if it's like the original Metroid back on the NES, that didn't have a map. And that game is a a freaking nightmare, I think, without without a map, unless you're like hand drawing it out, which let's be honest, nobody has time to hand draw a map anymore. Back in the day, I might have tried, but I don't have time for that now.
0: (laughs) Oh, you say that, right? Okay, so one of one of our guests on the show, um, Jared, he often does our Zelda episodes and he wants to because I've now finished the original Legend of Zelda again. I did that oh. for the show, and I had a map. I went and downloaded one because I'm not. I haven't got time for that. But he <laughs> went, no, no, no. I'm going to draw it. I was like, oh my god, really? So he's going to play the original Zelda and hand draw the map as he's going it, as he's doing it.
1: That's. I mean, if you're looking to get the most authentic experience, that's the way to do it for sure. It's just I, <laughs> yeah. When you're up against the time crunch of trying to record for podcasts, it's just like, yeah, I don't really have time for that.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine that the wife comes in? What are you doing? I'm drawing a map. Fuck off. Leave me alone. Leave
1: me alone. Important things are happening here. You wouldn't understand.
0: (laughs) You wouldn't understand. I'm drawing a map for Zelda. No, Kirby. I'm doing this as well. I'm making a map for a little pig (laughs) ball that's eight inches big. Leave me alone. Right. (laughs) And the final, like, it all builds up to Milky Way Wishes. And, again, the story is the Sun and Moon are fighting because apparently that's it. And basically, you get tricked to become God. Um, oh no, there's it. Because basically, there's there's no copying in this one. Because mm-hmm. be, with they should actually go about Kirby's abilities. Kirby gains this ability in this game where he can basically suck an enemy. Cause he can suck any enemy into his stomach, and he can absorb their ability. Um, uh, which is cool. Basically, he kills them, absorbs them, takes their soul. He's Sang Song, basically. He's a pink, colourful Sang Song. I mean, imagine if that's that, the way it works a... in the real world. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. I just start eating. I just find wrote Cristiano Ronaldo start trying to eat him, and then become one of the best <laughs> yeah. players in the world.
1: Oh my god, that would be insane. <laughs>
0: You just see people. It's like literally the Walking Dead, and you just these like demolishing. You got to fully eat everything. Right, gonna take a few sittings, but do it, and then you gain all their abilities. I like that. (laughs) I'll gain Jeffrey Dean Morgan, so I can become Negan. There you go. I'll do that. that. That's mine. But he basically gets his ability, and there are so many abilities in this game. So many. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you can have that because I did like the fact that there were. There was there was sword Kirby, Bomb Kirby. I was like, fuck, there are fire Kirby. I was like oh, Ice Kirby. I was like, this is great. This is amazing.
1: Yeah, I think there are I think there are 24 copy abilities in total, if I remember off the top of my head. And they did a really cool thing too because they introduced the copy abilities in I believe it was Kirby's Adventure, which came before this. Because the original Dreamland didn't, like you said, didn't have copy abilities. And yeah. I actually hated the original kirby's Dreamline for a really long time because i played this game first and then oh yeah and then my parents got me kirby's dreamland for the game boy because they're like oh he likes kirby like they just see kirby on the shelf that's an easy birthday gift right and yeah. when i fired it up i was like what do you mean i can't copy people like this is stupid i think <laughs> like, i fucking hate this this is dumb um i've recently been come around and, and played that again and have a little bit better of opinion of it now but um One of the things that they did in in Kirby's Adventure, you basically just had the power and you'd press it and it would do whatever the power was. The cool thing that they introduced with the copy abilities in Superstar is that depending on like the directional buttons you're pushing, like the powers can do like certain things. So it's almost like you have like your standard button, which would just do the attack, and then you have like a dash attack. And then if you hit like, there are almost like fighting game style combos with the different mm. copy abilities that can like make them do different things. So not only do you have like the wide variety of playing with all the different copy abilities, which all of them are pretty much viable all the time, which is pretty impressive. Uh, then you can like do different combos and have like different play styles within those abilities. So it kind of makes up for how short all of the individual games are and adds the replay value because you'll just be like, oh, I want to like see if I can replay all the games with like all these different copy abilities.
0: Yeah, because it made, it freshens it up, and as she said, you know the the fact that you can do essentially these Street Fighter S combos, yeah, it, it does make it very interesting. But and everyone will have their own best one. Like there are some abilities people might not like. There are some abilities I don't like, mm. but there's some abilities I absolutely love. Like I love the bomb, like the, the bomb great. bomb Kirby for me is just like everything dies so quickly with bomb Kirby. Yeah. It's like ah, uh, I like sword Kirby. I just like that quite simplicity and fighting Kirby where he can basically he essentially becomes Ryu yeah. and just starts punching <laughs> everything to shit. But there are ones which people won't like. And there are people that, you know, and, and it does freshen the game up. Like you could do solo runs just going, right, I'm only going to use sword Kirby. That's it. It's all I'm allowed to use. It's right. like, Okay. Fair enough. You want to do that? Do that. And it makes it, it freshens it up.
1: Yeah. My favorite, uh, by far, I've always had, ever since Kirby Superstar, I've had a soft spot for Yo-Yo Kirby. I just think that's such a quirky oh, weird ability. Yo-yo, like, so, it's so funny and so cool. Uh, one of the powers is literally like suplex, where you just suplex guys. Like, that's a power. Like, what a what an insane concept for a power. They're just like, we're going to have Kirby just suplex guys. Like, absolutely, absolutely yeah, why insane. not? <laughs> right, why not? But, um, yeah, I just think there's so much variety there. And uh, Sakurai even mentions in his video about, like, how he – this was the first time that when Kirby, like, had different powers that his appearance changed with the powers and, like, yeah. he would get different hats and stuff. And he even mentioned how, like, that gave him a headache because that was kind of, like, the standard for Kirby going forward. And when mm-hmm. Kirby was put into Smash Bros, he had to do oh, the same that, thing. Yeah. yeah, so he whenever Kirby sucked up a person in Smash Bros, he had to have, like, a different hat. And fast forward all the way to, like... Smash Bros ultimate with like 80 characters now in that game he has to have a different version of Kirby program a different version of Kirby for like every single
0: character. I remember whenever they did the uh, Smash Brothers reveal whenever there was a smash Bros reveal for a dlc trailer they always had to have what does kirby look like <laughs> right exactly. we need to see what kirby looks like and i remember the one everyone was like holy shit what does sephiroth kirby look like that is gonna be incredible and he had the hair i was, I was like just oh just my god the kirby yeah that's wild <laughs> <laughs> so the luscious but could you imagine the concept now of an eight inch thing with this severoff hair and this huge sword if you would have like
1: if you would go back like 10 or 20 years ago and like try to explain that to somebody they would they wouldn't they'd be like you're messing with me like no that's not real but it's it's most certainly real <laughs>
0: It is most certainly real, and so you know, there is one thing with I think is unique in this game, and I well, there's a lot of things that are unique, but there's one thing I absolutely love is that so you can get an ability, right? So I can say get the sword Kirby or the bomb Kirby, and I can have that, and then I can go. Do you know what? I don't want this ability anymore. I'm gonna poop it out, but I'm gonna poop it out, and I'm gonna have a little helper mm-hmm. follow me the whole time. I was like, holy shit. That's amazing! That's I, the best thing ever. And then when your helper dies, he drops your ability, and you can suck that back up. I was like, "Holy shit! This is godlike ability."
1: Yeah. So not not only can you like hang on to a power up. So if you're like, "Oh, I like I want I like having the sword, but I actually want to have this power up. Let me just poop this guy out, and I can get this power up mm. back because it'll just follow me as a helper, and I'll use this other ability for a little bit." Um, but that was essentially the co op mechanic for the game too. And it was when they were originally making this game um Shigeru Miyamoto came to Sakurai with the idea of making the game co-op because he always wanted to do that for Mario but he felt like Mario was like too fast paced to be able to make have like two people on screen at the same time and Kirby's always been a little bit slower paced than Mario I mean people freaking mm. fly through Mario it's absolutely nuts and so that's the reason why Sakurai invented and implemented the the helper system was to have that kind of co-op experience and I've played a lot of this game uh, co-op for for a lot of years, and there's not many 2D platformers that I would say do co-op better than than Kirby Superstar. Uh, not until you start getting into like the uh, you know new Super Mario Bros. series, where that was kind of the first time Mario was able to have the the co-op platforming.
0: Well, really, you'd say it was like one of the best best examples. That's a, that's a bold statement. The, there's at gonna least, be Sonic fans going. At least Ooh, at hang we- on
1: yeah and i don't have much experience with sonic i wouldn't take anything away from sonic either but at least in, in my experience from what i've played like that's just it's very seamless it, it's almost it's not in you'd think that it'd be interrupting and be hard with the way the screen scrolls and stuff but it, it works perfectly
0: yeah it, oh, it it does work really well and then the thing is what you can do is if your helper suddenly dies right you just basically okay what ability have i got okay bomb poop and then I've got a new helper. I'll 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 just suck something up. It's right. fine, go nuts. It's like this is great. This is the best. The helper is so
1: easily replaceable.
0: <laughs> yeah, the easily replaceable. And the thing is is that you can so when you do some of the bosses in this game, you often have like podiums there and there's like a few items there. So you can kind of work out, okay, I want to go in. I want to go into the battle myself as Bomb Kirby, but I want my helper to be the sword Kirby. Right. So I'll make him eat the sword. And you can basically have a combination, work out what you want, how your strategy is going to be. I was like, I like that. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. And they give you so many opportunities to have the abilities that you want because it seems like in every single level that you play of every single game, there's, Uh, such a wide variety they don't just like put one or two guys in each level right they put so many different guys so you're able to get so many different copy abilities that then play the way that you want to play the game and even like we said in milky way wishes this goes a step further whereas when you start that game you can't swallow for copy abilities you have to kind of just you have to find the power i I don't even know how you'd say this like it's almost like a like a trading card version of the power and you can like pause the menu and then select which power up you want and you can cycle between them once you find them So kind of a different twist on Kirby there that no other games like really had before. And that just adds like an additional wrinkle. And like Milky Way Wishes really lets you play the way you want to, especially when you've found all the powers, you're able to just kind of access them at will.
0: Yeah, and again, it mixes it up. It freshens the gameplay. And Milky Way Wishes was pretty difficult. That was like, okay, fair enough. If you thought that Spring Breeze was a breeze, because it would have been. This (laughs) is not. Milky Way Wishes is tricky. I was like, okay, this is is a difficult one. And that did take me a little bit of time. And I was like, holy shit, I'm dying quite a bit here. Um, But yeah, you can have that. That was was hard. Because that's what the game's building up to at the end of the day. This is what we're getting ready for. And do you know what? I thought you can have that. That was really, really good. And the fact that, yeah, you have to find these items. And once you find them, the game is yours to unlock and do what you want to do. So you want to yo-yo your way around, do it once you've got it. You could be yo-yo Kirby the rest of the game. Right.
1: And I think that that kind of has set a good precedent for Kirby going forwards because, you know, like you said, it really does kind of build up to Milky Way, Wishes at the end. that's kind of like the ultimate challenge. And that's kind of been the design philosophy of Kirby, like going forward into all of his other games, because a lot of Kirby games on the surface are like relatively easy. They're pretty easy to approach. They're family friendly, like they're obviously designed for like kids to get involved. But the more you dig and scratch at them, like, especially I played Kirby in the Forgotten Land um, last year, the most recent one, the more you scratch at them uh, to really try and, like, complete 100% of Kirby game is a monumental task. They get very, very, there's, like, hidden secret bosses, there's so many things to unlock. So, like, on the surface level, I do a really good job of designing a video game that can be accessible to, like, kids and people that don't have that much experience, but the game builds and builds and builds over time to where it's kind of offers you this penultimate challenge at the end and really wants you to explore and test all the abilities that you've gained, like through playing the games.
0: And I like that. It's not, you know, it's basically building you up, as I said, building you up, getting you ready. And that's, that's a good thing. You know, again, it gets you ready for the challenge and i didn't oh actually no i was going to say go back a step right you said it's for kid friendly Mm, mm, Mm. mm. i'm going to challenge that a little bit okay because how do you heal your helper
1: that's ooh. uh you have oh no i know what you're saying with this so Uh, uh, yeah you get uh, the uh, food uh, uh, and uh you kiss so (laughs) you kiss you kiss listen dan love conquers all (laughs)
0: It's a, It's like you literally have to eat your food and then you go to help helper, come here. I was like, did he? Did he just snog him? I was like, yeah, right. Kirby, it's like he, just he eats your the food
1: and then softens it up and then you spit it into the other person's mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, you're giving mouth to mouth to your own poo. Mm. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'd never thought of it that way before, but now I think he, Kirby might be ruined for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> yep, Kirby poops out. His, his helpers and then he feeds them his own feces. I don't know what the fuck does he. Oh, it's just messy. I was like, it, it comes across when they do it. They slow the motion down. It's like, huh? it's like okay, fair enough. And they're like they're both into it. I was like, all right, they're both happy. It's
1: they're, a very tender moment. We're just gonna slow it down a little bit.
0: <laughs> it is. They slow it down. I was like, why are you slowing it down? <laughs> why? Why does the gameplay slow down when you do it? I was like, let's just focus on this very sweet moment. <laughs> I was like, this is weird.
1: And Sakurai didn't mention anything about that in his videos, so I don't know what I don't know if he was just feeling a little lonely at the office working those long hours or what it was, but
0: uh <laughs> Oh, do you know what though? You talk about with Sakurai, like when I was playing this game, like all I could hear was Smash Brothers. That's like little sound effects. Like, when Kirby does the sword strike, it's like, that's Smash Brothers. Although, in theory, it's not. It's either way around. But it's still, like, I can just... I can see so much where this influence of Kirby has come into Smash Brothers. It's just so obvious. It's everywhere. It literally... It may as well just be called Kirby Brothers, because that's what it is. Right.
1: And it's interesting. I'll be honest. I did an episode about this game... Uh, so this is the second episode this year I've done about this game specifically. And I had never made that connection before. And the other people I was doing the other episode with made that connection as well and kind of tied it directly to Smash Bros. And I, I'd i never made that connection in my brain before. But now that you bring it up and it's been brought up a couple of times, you, you totally can see that connection to Smash because this was the last... Uh, traditional Kirby game, if you don't count Kirby's air ride that Sakurai directed. Mm. And then he started working on, on smash bros. Cause this game came out when like the N64 was just coming out. So it's kind of like one of yeah. the last super Nintendo games. And yeah, you really can see some of the DNA of smash in Kirby superstar with the way that the, you can have the different directional button pushes when you use your copy ability and they do different things mm-hmm. like that's a that's a thing in smash bros, the shielding, uh, the dashing, the way that kind of the characters move. So that's a hundred percent it's never been like officially stated by him i think but i have to imagine his time working on this game was an influence on smash brothers for sure in, in addition to how much oh, of a big definitely. fighting game fan he already was
0: oh it definitely is and like when you gotta fight Meta Knight. It kind of made me feel like, okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm just going into Smash Brothers mode here if I'm to fight this thing. That's what it felt like. I was like, this isn't a game. This is Smash Brothers. It's me versus Meta Knight, who's banned because he's too good in melee. He's too good in melee. Right. He's <laughs> a broken. He's a broken character. Oh, he's, he's ridiculous. I, there was one thing was, oh, I didn't play there was two other games I didn't play on this which was the boss run which was the arena and oh, the yeah. samurai one so you're best off explaining them because I thought they're not part of the story I ain't got time for this I'm done let's move on yeah, so the the, the so you, boss
1: arena is basically like a like a boss rush mode, and you have you have something similar in in Smash Bros, where you kind of have like a boss rush mode too, which probably again came from this game, where you have a limited, you have one life, and you have your health bar, and you have like three of the the full recover tomatoes, and your goal is to make it through fighting all of the bosses in the game uh, without dying, and you have like those three uh, healing items that you can use whenever whenever you want to. And uh, that can be pretty challenging because, you know, like you said, the, in the earlier parts of the game, the bosses are, are kind of relatively easier. And then, yeah, once mm. you get to, like, Revenge of Meta Knight, Milky Way Wishes, like, those bosses are a lot more challenging. Especially, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because the Meta Knight fight is probably my favorite boss in the game just because it it feels so different than all the other their boss fights. Because it really feels like a one-on-one, like, mano-a-mano showdown with Meta Knight for, like, the, mm. fate, the fate of, of Dreamlander pop star whatever the planet's called um so yeah the the boss rush mode is, is is really intense if you're looking for for a challenge and then um what, were, what was the other modes we touched gourmet race we touched the megaton punch it's the only other samurai one is, yeah the samurai is like a it's just basically like a, a a quick timing uh competition between you and your friend or you and the computer whereas you're waiting for the moment to press a button and whoever presses it first wins it's basically like fast draw and yeah. that, that's fun. You know, you, you, when you play that once, you, like, already know what that is. That was just thrown in there be, because, so.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, some games I'm like, this is a bit pointless. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like the main story ones. But then, like, Megaton Punch, I'm like, okay, it's funny seeing him destroy a planet. But then after you've done it once, you kind of like, eh, yeah.
1: where,
0: where are we going with this? Is- and, again, that will be the same with Samurai as well.
1: They they were gonna watching his video and doing a bit of research on it. There was one more kind of uh, story based mode they were gonna include. It was something called like uh, Kagero's Castle or something like that, and it was gonna be like a more Sakurai said it was gonna be more like a horror based game where like Kirby gets dropped into this castle and like he his he has like no mouth so he can't like swallow enemies <laughs> or do anything. And that was like the concept of it, but they cut it for time. And I'm like well, come on, don't be a tease. Like, that sounds really fascinating. Yeah. Like, I would love to experience, especially with the whole time like you have the ability to swallow enemies, and now it's like, we're going to take that away from you? Like, come
0: on. <laughs> it literally would be Kirby at his weakest. Could Kirby with no mouth isn't a problem. we just kick him. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, saying that, he's still dead strong. He's still really strong. Right. So, yeah, we're fucked.
1: So, I mean, yeah, you could you, honestly, if it would have been a, a trade-off between, like, leaving, like, Megaton Punch and Samurai out and including that, I would rather have had the the cut Story mode included, so.
0: Yeah, it would have been cool considering you've been so used to sucking at everyone to their death. Yeah. And you're like, oh, uh uh-oh, I can't do that anymore. Shit. Although, there's a question of how does he breathe, but I don't even think, I don't even know what the fuck Kirby is. Does he need to breathe even? even? (laughs) I I don't know. This thing can probably breathe, it can just live in space. is he? I know Kirby's meant to be a male, but there's like no Mrs. Kirby. Uh, there's some questions there i uh, kirby kids i yeah. don't know maybe he like, got... reproduces asexually i don't know i think he probably does if he can he just... poo, if he can poo life <laughs> he could probably do anything he wants he just
1: self divides himself it's fine
0: <laughs> oh it's a scary thing terrifying and i said yeah some of these stories some of these things work some of them don't i do appreciate what they were trying to do yeah because he could have just done one big kirby game and be done with it but no he tried is it to try and do something new although it's interesting he says that games stay there welcome a bit too long i'm like freaking hell back in the day super nintendo games what were you playing just rpgs yeah, yeah Most, that, that's I found you funny the day
1: yeah <laughs> i did find that funny too um and i think too one of the things that this game had going against it too was it came out in 96 like this was the the end of the super nintendo's life cycle Like, everybody was shitting their pants over Mario 64 already. So nobody Mm. was really looking back at Kirby on the Super Nintendo as, like, this monumental event in gaming, right? We were looking at Mario 64. The PlayStation 1 was coming out. And we were moving on to 3D. And so I kind of think that this game kind of got lost in the sauce a bit. And, you know, that's understandable because whenever something new is coming out, we don't want to worry about what's old. We want the new, shiny, flashy stuff. And especially back then when you're making the jump from... 2D to 3D when we're just like, oh, this is blowing our minds. so Yeah, everything
0: 3D is the king. Yeah. And the thing is, though, look, I've compared this when I talked about Street Fighter 3. Just because you go 3D doesn't necessarily mean that the 2D games need to fall behind the wayside. Like, Street Fighter 3 is one of the best-looking video games I've ever seen. Right. And this game is a beautiful game. It mm-hmm. looking it is a absolutely beautiful game. Like I think it'd be a disservice if they made it three D. You know the way uh, with the current graphics, they would have had the N sixty four. Like this looked great. The the colors were fantastic. The contrasts were great. The music was oh, amazing. Man. I said like, the music's so good.
1: The music is one of those soundtracks that's just an earworm. It gets stuck in your head, and there's nothing you can do about it. And uh, yeah. gra- graphically too. Yeah, it, it's clear that. By this time, uh, HAL Laboratories had a grasp on what the Super Nintendo could do. It's 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 very clear. Um, the funny thing about this game was it spent three years in development, which at, back at the in the day that was unheard of. Games were coming out like you had eight to twelve months to make a video game at most, and this one spent three years in development. Uh, that reason being is because in the middle of developing this. Donkey Kong Country came out and Nintendo was just enamored with the things that Rare was able to do with the Super Nintendo in Donkey Kong Country. So they wanted Sakurai and Hal to kind of incorporate that into Kirby Superstar, which is why you get, you know, you have like the 2D pixel sprite of Kirby moving back and forth, but like the backgrounds are almost like this kind of 3D generated style, kind of like how Donkey Kong Country is. So it's this really weird like mixture, but yeah, it's and and people do have like I've read uh, reviews and stuff that people are like, oh, I'm not crazy about like the 3D backgrounds and stuff, but it's it's never really bothered me. I've always thought out of everything in the Super Nintendo, like it it, it looks great. It looks as good as anything else on the Super Nintendo.
0: It does. It it, it absolutely does. It, it literally, like, it is great. And I said, yeah, because it's at the Super Nintendo is the end of its life. Everyone knows what the system's going to be. Right. There's no pressure on this game. As you said, Super Mario 64 was good. It was the big thing everyone's panicking about. So this game could just do what it wants. And I don't know how well it sold at the time, but whenever I hear now about talking about Kirby games, this is always the one which gets pushed at me, is this one. Mm -hmm. It's like, go play this one, go play this one, go play this one. I was like, okay, fair enough. So there's obviously some legacy behind it.
1: Yeah, and I think too, it does a lot of things that uh carry forward into the Kirby franchise. I know like in in the middle of like when we go into the two thousands and stuff, Kirby migrates more to being like on the on the the Game Boy Advance and the DS and stuff. He he turns into like more of like a handheld seller than than anything else. But there's a lot of games and a lot of titles going forward where you can see the things that Superstar established in those games. And I think yeah, it it certainly I Kirby would be different today if it wasn't for superstar. I I truly do believe that. And when Sakurai himself says that he feels like this is kind of like the definitive Kirby experience. If you want to like start playing Kirby, you know, you got to sit up and take notice of that for sure. And I know Kirby's not for everybody. I, I don't think there are as many diehard Kirby fans as there are like Mario and Zelda fans for sure and uh, I think it wasn't until recently that Kirby kind of started firing on on all cylinders I believe Forgotten Land is the most recent one is the best-selling Kirby game to date and I think this one sold maybe about a million units in Japan and I don't think it cracked a million in in the states because of the reason we were talking about because of you know Mario 64 and, and the N64 were coming out and people were just ready to move on to the next thing but in retrospect, yeah, people who play this game and people who love Kirby say that this is this is one of the best.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, if you like your Kirby, this is for you. Then I I don't think this is a bad game. I, it's not my favorite game of all time. Right. Did I enjoy it? Not at the beginning. Uh, I didn't enjoy it at the beginning, but by the end <laughs> of the game. No, I, I, I think because Spring Breeze was like, holy shit, this is, fuck me, this is baby's first game, yes. This. this is, I was like... I was about to message you and you go, you're taking the piss, Eric. This is so easy. <laughs> but by the end, I, I did. I was like, okay, yeah, you can have that now. Milky Way Wishes. And, and Milky Way Wishes was fun. Dynabade, I just thought, Kirby, you're a cunt. You're just an absolute <laughs> cunt. You're you being a horrible person. Revenge of Meta Knight was great. Great gay offensive can do one. But yeah, I'd say most of the games were good. And and I, by the end of it all, I was like, okay, that was that was good fun. I like that.
1: Yeah, I think that's just kind of the attitude towards towards, towards Kirby overall, right? Like, People that are big fans of Kirby are big fans of Kirby. I consider myself one of those. Some people just like Kirby, some, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like you know, his game was a video game, and I, I like playing it. It's not a bad game. It's just you know, I'm not the biggest Kirby fan, like, and that's that's totally fine. Uh, Kirby has always kind of played third fiddle to Mario and to Link, so that I don't think that's ever going to change. I think Kirby knows his place. I know. I think Nintendo <laughs> knows what Kirby can do for them. Um, he'll never do what Mario and Zelda are able to do and I no. think that's I think that's just fine I mean I think he fills a a role that they need him to fill and we not every game has to come out and redefine every genre every time it comes out I think Kirby if, no. you're, if you're looking for just a, like a fun platforming time I think he fi- I think he fills the bill perfectly
0: that's all you need yeah some people I think some people like Mario is definitely one of those is like you yeah, like Mario's gotta have his new thing every time same with, with the Zelda games right sometimes just just leave it just right even alone just the same is best the same is good keep yep. it I'll kirby like knows that.
1: kirby knows what he does and he does it pretty well so
0: yeah so if you had to review this game if you were giving it a this could be a bit biased from yourself if you were giving this score out of 10 what would you do with it
1: uh i'd probably give it like a 8.5 out of 10 for sure um if that's just me being completely like non-biased and blinded by all my nostalgia for sure um yeah, I think it's I think it's a great platformer. I, I don't think it reaches the heights of of Mario or, or some other games around its, its time uh, kind of gets overlooked because of the time that it that did launch. Um, for me personally, though, it's it's a game that I have very fond memories of just, you know, playing with my cousin and all the time I spent with it. So uh, for me, in my heart, it'll always be a game that it, when I think about video games, it'll be one of the games that I think of. But I think 8.5 out of 10, 8 out of 10 is right about where this belongs.
0: See, I was going to give it 7.5. I think that's fair. And I'm, gi- I'm taking points off, and mainly it's because I don't have that nostalgia. I haven't got that. Right. But I'm taking it off for, like, some of the games I just think are a bit meh. Like I said, the Gourmet Race, the mm-hmm. um, Samurai. Again, I didn't play Samurai, and that's probably why. Um, but also the Megaton Punch and the Great K Offensive I just got a bit uh, with it. Yep. But then it's still a good game. Like, as I said, you just do the main ones and you'd have a good time with it. Music's great. It looks great. It plays great. And you will have good fun. As I said, I I thought Revenge of Meta Knight was hilarious. I thought that was so good, so funny. Yeah. And it's very rare to find a game like that. But yes, for me, 7.5. I think if you want to play Kirby, this is the best way to introduce yourself into the genre. Definitely.
1: And if you're even like curious at all, I mean, this game is not long, and I don't think an no. hour—I don't think an hour or two of your time playing this game is uh, is time wasted at all. I think it's it's definitely worth checking out, and it's pretty accessible today. If you have the Switch online, it's in the, the Super Nintendo library. So,
0: yeah, that's how I did it. Yep. Yeah, for the for the online collection. Well, my friend Eric, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and thank you very much for your time.
1: Danny, thank you so much for working with me, my man. This was uh, this exceeded all my expectations. This was so much fun, and uh, definitely excited if you if you're willing to have me back, I'll definitely come back and talk about another game, uh, hopefully very soon here
0: oh we know we, we've got it oh you've got it locked in. we know what <laughs> we're doing next month we've got we well come on don't don't laugh I'm trying to build everyone knows the audience. <laughs> every no this these people they know what they're coming for they know i plan this shit way in advance <laughs> they know they know we've got something else in the pipeline definitely so yeah he's we're recording something next month um so we have got another game lined up and it's a good one it's a good one uh, not that this is a bad one, but this is a very good one. Works Eric, I look forward to speaking to you then, and it's been good fun, matey.
1: Thank you very much, sir. I always appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having me on.
0: And that was episode 80 of Kirby Superstar. Thank you all for listening. I hope you had a really good time. Eric, it was absolutely great to have you on the show. He has done another episode, and it was a great one, and he's going to be coming back soon, so expect that. And he's coming to do Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. Ah! ah! unlucky for him all right that has been it make sure everyone follows this podcast as well the unlockables podcast which will be linked in the description below but until then i will see you all next week have a great week everyone my name's been danny and this has been retro wars bye